Opinions expressed on ACB Media are those of the respective program contributors and do not necessarily reflect the views held by the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Welcome, everybody, once again, and uh, we are very glad to have you today. It's great to be here uh, to share with you our Apple presentations. I am Matt Volbrecht of the Tech Juggernaut, and we're uh, very excited to talk about this topic today. Uh, today, we are going to be talking all about notifications and the new iOS 15 focus modes. Uh, we've been talking about iOS 15 for, oh, a couple weeks now. And uh, each week we said we'd, we'd sort of take uh, one feature, kind of really delve into it and show you how to use it. And that's what we're going to be doing today. So uh, this is a big topic. It's, it's a very, um, very powerful topic when you really understand how to, to work with these things properly. So, you know, we've all been there. We, we all get these notifications, you know. Um, maybe they're not always at the most opportune times. And maybe sometimes we'd like to have a little bit more control over the notifications we do get. Well, that has all come to pass here in iOS 15. The focus modes and the way we can customize notifications now truly give us incredible control over all of it, the entire experience. So as iOS has been progressing, really all the way since, I guess, iOS, oh, I, I think Notification Center was introduced in, in iOS either 4 or 5, and notifications became these, these banners, which were less obtrusive. And then as time went on, we got various ways to, to manage them to some degree, group notifications, and uh, we, could, we could have do not disturb and things of that nature. And, and that's, you know, continued to grow steadily. But, you know, one of the most important things, if you're going to have notifications, is, is not just total radio silence, right? I mean, that, that's always an option if it's needed. But really and truly, the best experience is, is one in which you have a lot more control than just that. Because perhaps, at least in my opinion, it isn't that you want to silence all of your notifications. You want to know that the important people in your life can reach you. You want to know that important apps can notify you. Uh, but then just do away with the others or, or you know, handle them in, in a different way. And so all of that is now possible. And I, I have combined these two topics, notifications and focus modes, because I believe you will not truly appreciate one without understanding the other. So let's take a look at what is new in notifications. And in order to do that, let's just talk a, a little about the, uh, the background of sort of how notifications work. So right now, up until this point, when you get a notification, it's delivered to you right away unless you have Do Not Disturb turned on. And that could be your messages. That could be your 
phone app telling you you have a call or a voicemail. That that technically is a notification, right? I mean, it's the phone is ringing, but it really is a notification. Um, it could be mail. Um, it could be your your favorite sports app. You know, it could be the news app. All sorts of apps are delivering notifications all the time. And what we now have is some great ways to control and customize these. If you go to settings and notifications, the first thing that you will see is a new option for scheduled summaries. We're going to come back to that in a moment. Um, but what I will also point out is that if you continue to scroll through the settings, uh, notification settings, you will find every single app listed under settings and notifications. And if you tap on it, or double tap for us voiceover users, of course, you will find that there's incredible control over each app and how it delivers notifications. So one of the new features in iOS 15 is the time-sensitive notification. Now, certain apps have time-sensitive notifications and others don't. But a time-sensitive notification is one in which the software believes that this is something that you may want to know right away, that the, the time in which you're notified actually matters. And let me give you a couple examples of time-sensitive notifications. So one would be calendar alerts. You know, if you have an appointment on your calendar at 3 p.m., it really doesn't do you any good if you're notified about that at 7 p.m. on that day. You need to be notified before 3 p.m. that there's an event or that it's time to leave for that event. So that is considered a time-sensitive notification. Similarly, the Reminders app has time-sensitive notifications, and, it, and that mainly has to do with your time-based reminders, you know, um, take my medicine at 7 p.m. or, you know, those kinds of things. It's not your location-based or, you know, those kinds of things. This is time-sensitive. They, they are something that the time actually matters. Um, the Weather app, for the very first time, and we'll demonstrate that in a separate presentation, uh, all the new features of the weather app. But I can tell you that the weather app is now able to notify us of, um, for example, rain and snow, okay, precipitation, those kinds of things. Well, that would seem to be time sensitive, okay? Even the Apple News app has time sensitive notifications for what it considers like breaking news, okay? So lots of apps can say that they have time-sensitive notifications. But maybe you don't want time-sensitive notifications from all of those apps. So maybe in your case, just hypothetically, maybe you do want the reminder and calendar alerts and the weather alerts, but you don't want news to deliver time-sensitive notifications because you really don't care about the news that much, right? So maybe you know, you don't need to see the breaking news. Uh, maybe you can, you know, deal with it later. So you can, for starters, you can turn on and off time-sensitive notifications for every single app. All right, so that's one new feature right away. And again, that is under settings. 
notifications. And then just keep scrolling to the app of your choice because all your apps are listed there. And you go down and you pick one and you look at all of the options. And while you're in there, you're going to realize there's a lot more than just time-sensitive notifications. You can determine whether there's a sound. And in many cases, uh, you can even pick what that sound is. Um, you are going to be able to determine whether the notifications appear as a banner. And if they do, what that means is that uh, you're going to actually see the notification while you're using your device, right? So it pops up on the top of the screen. Um, when you're receiving a notification, voiceover reads it, you know, just like always, you hear a sound. And notifications, I do want to remind you, are actionable. So these banners are very useful because we don't just have to let them there till they disappear. We can use the rotor or that long press gesture, which is, you know, where you double tap and hold, and we can get contextual options for the notification. Of course, one of those is the dismiss option to just do away with it. But there are also other options that are context sensitive. Like if it's a reminder, uh, one of the context options is mark as completed. Okay, I've already done this thing. So you don't need to remind me about it. I'm just going to mark it as completed right now. Or another one is remind me in an hour. Okay, remind me tomorrow. So all of these things. And what happens to get those again is when the banner pops up, you just tap on it to bring focus to it and then just double tap and hold on it. And that's the long press or you can use the rotor. There's dismiss in the rotor and there's more or view, which has those context options under it. So notifications are actionable. So the banners, uh, they pop up right on the screen while you're doing things. So you under settings and notifications under each app, you can pick to allow banners. You can also pick allow on lock screen. All right. So that means that when you first wake up your phone, uh, you know, you tap on it or you press a button, you know, what have you, those notifications will show up right on the lock screen. Now, a separate option is to control notification previews, which means if my phone is locked and somebody random just picks it up, are they actually going to see the, the, text the content of the notification and on the newer devices the this can be customized on all devices but on especially the face id devices the default is no the notifications previews only show up when they are unlocked so for example if i get a message uh, you know a text message an iMessage if somebody else picks up that phone maybe i don't want them to see the contents of my messages so it will show that there is a messages notification and it'll even show who it's from, but it will not show the content. And the only way to see the content is to hold the phone up to your face to unlock it with face ID. Or if you have a touch ID device to rest your finger on that home button or, or top button to, you know, authenticate with touch ID. So that's another option that you have under there is the notification preview control. Another option then that you're going to have is to show badges and badges, of course, are the the little badge count. Like, for example, you know, voiceover will say uh, on mail, you know, 10 unread messages or whatever. And folks who can see actually are seeing that number as well. Um, that's called a badge count. And so the uh, badges can be turned on or off per app.
you also have then the time sensitive, which we've already talked about what that is and how that works. So you can control it for each individual app that is on your device. And then a lot of times there are even more options at the very bottom under customize. And what happens there, for example, in the mail app is that you can decide which accounts will actually notify you and what their sound will be. So you can have a different sound for every mail account and you can decide whether some of them notify you in ba with banners or, or not. And so a lot of folks have updated to iOS 15 and they say, I'm no longer getting my mail sounds. And yet I, I know that notifications and sounds are turned on and I have a, you know, a sound selected for new mail. Well, the reason you're not getting your sounds is because under iOS 15, you can customize each account. So you have to go to settings, notifications, and mail, but then go clear to the bottom to customize. And you have to make sure that every account that you want to be notified for has a sound turned on for it. If you don't, you may not get the sound you're expecting. So again, what we're getting at here is that every app can have its notifications customized to the hilt. You can do per app settings for all of these things just by going to settings and notifications. And again, then just tap on the particular app that you are interested in customizing. So that is the first aspect to the, the notifications, the customizations and the time sensitive notifications. Again, not every app has time sensitive ones. The ones that do, you can decide whether you wanna receive them or not. Another setting under there, by the way, for each app is now announce notifications. And this has to do with hands-free situations where maybe you're using AirPods Pro, maybe you're using CarPlay, and you want to actually not miss your notifications. And what now can happen is that Siri can read notifications for you automatically in these scenarios where you are not actually handling your phone or your iPad at the moment. But instead, you know, it'll, it'll just read them for you. So, again, that has to do with when you have AirPods, AirPods Pro or Max, and even some of the Beats headphones, I believe, do support that. And then, of course, in a car with uh, Bluetooth or, or CarPlay, um, they will be read out for you. So you can turn that on per app, announce notifications. Now, in addition to all this, I want to go back to what I started with at the very top of the notification settings, which is the scheduled summary. So now that we understand how we can customize the notifications for each app. Oh, and, and there's one more thing, by the way. I, do, I did forget this. I apologize. I don't mean to jump around, but I, I did forget one thing about these notifications whenever they come in. Um, when they come in as a banner, another option that you have is to mute them for one hour, mute them for one day and various options like that. So whenever you, this is again per app. So if you get a notification from Facebook and you say, boy, I just don't have time to deal with Facebook today. I got too much going on. You can immediately mute the notifications from Facebook for just the rest of that day. And then they will come back again tomorrow. Um, and if you decide early that you do want to deal with them, you can always manually unmute them. So that's another thing I did forget to mention. All right, let's look at these scheduled summaries. So what a scheduled summary does, it allows you 
to have notifications from the apps that you desire delivered only at a certain time of day. Now you can have multiple scheduled summaries. Okay, so it can be different. Um, every day you can have, you know, let's say one in the morning, one in the afternoon, and you know, one in the evening or nighttime, you know, before you go to bed, whatever the case may be. And you can preset these, you know, predetermine, how, you know, how many scheduled summaries you have and and what time they're scheduled for. Now, what then happens is you will pick the apps whose notifications will appear in that summary. Now, in general, your time-sensitive notifications will not go to the summary. They will come in instantly because, again, they are time-sensitive. So if there's an app that you don't ever want to see instant notifications for, you only want them in the summary, you also have to make sure that the time-sensitive notifications are turned off for that app if it has them. Oh, let me give you a perfect example. Uh, the news app we mentioned earlier. If you, uh, if you say, well, I would rather have the news delivered to me three times a day in a summary. I don't want to be interrupted by it otherwise while I'm doing other things. Well, that's fine. You can add news to the summary, but unless you turn off time-sensitive notifications for news, you still may get some what they consider to be breaking news alerts. So you would definitely want to make sure if you, you know, plan to put an app in the summary that you first check under settings, notifications, and the app name. First check and make sure that app isn't delivering time-sensitive notifications unless you want it to. Again, this is fully customizable, and that's the beauty of it. It's entirely up to you. But a scheduled summary in general will prevent that app that's in the summary from delivering notifications just randomly throughout the day when they actually come in. And it will instead relegate all of its notifications to the summaries, however many you choose, unless they are time sensitive. Okay. So again, how does this play out? Anything that I put into the scheduled summary, it doesn't actually come in when it, when it, when I get it instead, it goes to the summary. And whatever times I have that summary set for, then that will pop up on the screen and it'll say, okay, here's your summary. Um, you know, you have nine notifications from news. You have eight notifications from YouTube. You have six notifications from, from Facebook and so on. And so that is the idea of the scheduled summary. It's all about delivering to you the notifications when you want them, when you will have time to actually deal with them. All right. Now let's, uh, you know, we're gonna take questions and, and perhaps there'll be things that people wanna know more about the summaries, but- Okay, uh, I have her hand up. My question is, I am not using voiceover, but oftentimes I will get a banner, usually when I'm doing something else and it's just kind of annoying, so I swipe it away. Um, certain banners, if I happen to notice where it came from, of course, I'll go look there, but sometimes I, 
if it's something like my screen time report or sometimes I don't even notice because it's just, I just swipe it away. How, how do I find them again? So the thing is, if you, if you swipe left versus swipe right, or if you long press, which is like a tap and hold, you will find that the options are different depending on which thing you do. And the, the best thing you can do is to, um, to tap and hold and get those context notifications right away instead of just swiping it away. Now, there is a, um, there is a notification center which you can access by which device do you have? Um, I, well, I'm awaiting my iPhone 13 right now, but I have an iPad 2020 Pro and um, I have a pad and a phone. Okay. All right. So in all of those cases, it's the same. What you do is you swipe down from the top right corner and you have to swipe farther. Like if you just do a quick swipe down from the top right, it's the control center where you can access like airplane mode and Wi-Fi and music controls and stuff. But if you swipe farther than that from the top, uh, it brings up the notification center and you can go back and see all the notifications that you have missed. Now, the caveat to that is if you have swiped away a notification, it may not show up there because technically you've dismissed it. So that's why, you know, I would take a moment to look at what it is if you think it's important do one of those other gestures to bring up the context options or let it go away. Most of the notifications will go away in a few seconds anyway, unless they're set for persistent uh, banners, which that is an option as well. Um, but most of them disappear, you know, after five or 10 seconds. And um, if you really think you need to deal with that notification, but just can't right now, then you're you're probably better off, you know, just leaving it there or or acting on it in some other way than just swiping it away. Okay, so I would just pull down from the top to see all my notifications. Yes. And where would I find if I wanted to go in and look? Where would I find my screen screen time report? Um, that is under settings and screen time, um, and all of the. Uh, Usage reports, as well as other screen time settings, are found under there. Okay, great. Thank you so much, Matt. All right, thank you. Nora, you should be able to unmute now. Thank you. And uh, go ahead. Hello. Um, yeah, hi, it's North Yorkin from Phoenix, Arizona. And my, my question is, I'm confused. Uh, a rotor, it sounds like a, like a rosary, like when you turn something around. So I'm a little confused what a rotor is. Um, so the, the rotor is a virtual on-screen control, and you do. You place two fingers on the screen and, and sort of turn them, rotate them like turning a dial. And it gives oh. voiceover users various options and settings and other controls in you know how to read through items on the screen or how to you know a lot of other features that uh, that we might need as voiceover users if um what i would suggest to you is if you're going to be i don't know if you're taking our class that starts on monday um which is called voiceover in and out if you're not taking that 
Um, you could send an email if you want to take that. You could send an email to support at ttjtech.net because we're going to be teaching all about that in the class. Okay, thank you. And I'm on, I don't have uh, iOS 15, but I do have an iPad, which is a, a 9.3.5. And that's older, but still, I like to be able to learn how to use voiceover and how to switch, how to move my screen upward when I want to see something like on Facebook, like a next post. Yeah, I would suggest you, uh, you send an email and sign up for that class if you haven't already. That'd be a great way to do that. Okay, the, 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 email address, the email address is support, the word support, S-U-P-P-O-R-T. Okay. At. T-T-J, uh-huh, Yep, T-T-J-T-E-C-H dot N-E-T. Yeah, to support at T-T-J-Tech dot O-R-G. Dot, dot net, N-E-T. Okay, dot net. Yes. Oh, I see. Very confused. <laughs> okay, T-T-J, I mean, support at T-T-J-Tech dot net. Yes, mm -hmm. you got it. Okay, thank you. All right, thank you. All right, and, and we'll have another round of questions, uh, you know, near the end, so that's no problem. All right, so there you go. So that is uh, an introduction to the scheduled summaries, to time-sensitive notifications, and to other customizations that you can make with your notifications. Now it's time to talk about focus modes. Now, up until iOS 15, the main thing we could do to silence our notifications was to turn on do not disturb. And that's been around for a while. And there were a few other little options within there. So, you know, you had some customization, but basically do not disturb was the way you would silence most of your notifications. Well, in iOS 15, the... Uh, do not disturb feature has actually become just one of many different focus modes that you can create. Now, the iOS uh, 15 update will bring several uh, focuses. And I, I, it seems to me from the experience that I've had, what I've seen is that different people might get different uh, sort of pre-created focus modes depending on what they do. So, you know, I know some people who use the Apple Watch for fitness a lot and, you know, do a lot of workouts. And so there was a, a workout focus created for them automatically. Um, in my case, and I don't know if it was because I was a beta tester and I just got the early ones or, or you know, I don't know. But in my case, the ones that I had when I updated were do not disturb, sleep, personal and work. But it's also important to point out that you can create other focus modes of your own. You can call them anything you want. You can have a dinner time focus, a movie night focus, whatever. And to my knowledge, there's no limit to the number of focus modes you can create. If there is, I don't know what it, what it is. So it's a pretty large number uh, that you can have or create. And there may be some default ones in there for you already if you choose to use them. You still have to kind of set them up. Now, if you've already set up a do not disturb schedule 
you know, from older versions that will kind of carry over. Of course, there's a lot more you can do with it now. And if you've already used the sleep function, um, which was previously known as bedtime, and then in iOS 14, I guess, was, was renamed to sleep and was moved to the health app. If you've been using either of those, um, when you install iOS 15, that sleep focus will already be set up and it can still be modified in the health app. Uh, but if not, you can also set it up for the first time as well. So if you have an iPhone, you can set up a sleep focus. The iPad never had a sleep focus. When, when uh, iOS 14 came around, it took away the bedtime tab of the clock and it you know, moved the sleep focus to, or the, excuse me, the sleep mode to health. And so iPads didn't have a sleep mode in iOS 14. Well, they still technically don't in iPad OS 15, except that because focuses sync across devices with iCloud, they kind of now do once again. So you can use the sleep mode even on your, on your iPad. All right, so what does a focus mode allow us to do? When we create or modify or set up an existing focus mode, we're gonna have a number of options. We wanna have in mind sort of when we would use this and how we want it to look, okay? That's gonna help us in creating it. Now, the first option that you're going to have right away when you, when you start to set up a focus mode is uh, you're going to have an option of when it is okay to interrupt you. All right, that's the very first thing. And what you can do is you can add exceptions in there that, that are allowed to get through the focus mode, okay? People exceptions and app exceptions. So before we go any further, I want to uh, sort of take a, uh, a sidetrack here for a moment. And uh, I want to talk about being able to be interrupted by the people who really matter to you. If you want to always, and I do mean always, be able to get notifications from certain people, the best way to do that is to put them in what's called emergency bypass. That can be found in your contacts, all right? If you go into either the phone app or the contacts app, you select a particular contact, and you hit edit, okay? And edit allows you to edit the contact card for that person. And one of the options you have, of course, is to edit the ringtone and the text tone. Under each of those, ringtone and text tone, there is an emergency bypass option for every single contact. If you turn it on, and you would have to turn it, you, you can choose, do I want to turn it on just for phone calls, or do I also want to turn it on for messages as well. When it is turned on, that person will always get through. No matter if do not disturb is on, even if your uh, side switch is set to silent, you're actually still going to hear the ringing sound or the text tone. Okay. That's how extreme the emergency bypass is. But there may be people that you want that for. For example, I have my kids and my wife in there. They can always get through. 
And I think I even have my, my parents in there, I believe, because I usually just tell them, you know, if I'm going to be doing something where I really shouldn't be bothered, I say to them, hey, you know, as long as everything really is okay, don't call me during, you know, this time or that time, because even if I put do not disturb on, you're going to get through. So that's what bypass, emergency bypass does. A very, very useful feature for those cases where we really may want it. Uh, another example I can think of is a security system company. If you have your security system professionally monitored, you would want to actually get the calls from that company no matter what. So again, you could put that contact in emergency bypass, their ringtone or text tone or both, however they uh, choose to communicate with you. So emergency bypass is all the time. The only way you wouldn't get the notifications would be if your phone is turned off completely or if it's in airplane mode because there's no... Um, wireless radios functioning so they can't get through. But if you, you know, any other time, emergency bypass contacts will always get through. So if you really want someone to get through like that, that is the way to set it up. But maybe there's a middle ground. Maybe, you know, you've got some, you, you know, you've got a particular friend that you do talk to regularly and, you know, you may want them to get through sometimes when other people can't because they're, you know, a close friend. But then there may be times that you don't even want them to get through or maybe a coworker. You know, maybe when I'm at work, I do want a certain person, a, you know, a colleague or a boss or something to get through to me because I need to be able to hear from that person at work. It's, you know, it's critical to what I'm doing when I'm working. But maybe other times of the day, I don't. So in that case, you're not going to use emergency bypass. Instead, you're going to put them in the people exceptions for your focus mode. And again, if you remember, getting back on track, we went on a little rabbit trail there on purpose. Getting back on track, when you create a focus, the first option you have is the exceptions. And so people exceptions will get through when that particular focus is turned on, but it has nothing to do with other focuses, okay? The next one is the app exceptions. And this is really cool because, uh, and I'll just give you a, a really very practical example here. For instance, I have a lot of HomeKit accessories, okay? Uh, for those who don't know, HomeKit is the Apple uh, home automation platform. And home security, I have a lot of devices that really do relate to home security that are, are in HomeKit. So for example, my phone, my iPad, whatever, notifies me when a door is open or closed. Notifies me when a door is unlocked or locked. Notifies me when the garage door is open. Notifies me if uh, a person or a package or a vehicle or a pet is detected. All of these kinds of things. Well, for that to really be useful, I need to actually get those notifications when they're happening. Okay, so I have put the Apple Home app in the list of exceptions in most of my focus modes, because that way, even if I'm not getting notifications from other apps, I'm still getting notifications from the Home app. So you see how you can customize all of this in great detail, which apps can get through, which people can get through. All right. What's next? The next thing in a focus mode is to determine what your uh, what your home screen 
is going to look like when you're in this focus mode. Do you want to allow badges on your home screen or are you going to find them distracting? You know, so maybe when I'm working, I don't want to see these badges coming in from all these different apps, you know, so I can turn off app badges. I can even hide entire pages of apps. Okay. I can say, you know, look, th this, this is all my, uh, my gaming stuff. And when I'm working, I don't want to be even tempted by seeing those, or maybe the other way around, maybe it's a gaming focus and I don't want to see my page of work apps, you know, so I can choose, uh, with each focus, what I want to see and what I don't want to see. In addition to that, um, the other thing that I have is, and this is, this is really cool. I have the ability to choose the triggers that will enable a particular focus mode. Now, you can always manually enable a focus mode, okay? That's always doable. So all you got to do is go to the control center and turn on a focus mode. Um, if you just double tap, um, all right. speaking of, I just got a notification and it was a, a work-related thing. So, okay. Anyway, um, so back to what I was saying, you can always manually enable a focus mode. You just go to the control center and you long press on the focus icon or, or double tap and hold on the focus icon. And it will bring up your entire list of focuses and you can pick the one that you want, okay? If you just, a quick shortcut is if you just double tap on the, the focus icon without uh, the long press, it will turn on or off, do not disturb, okay? So you do have these, these options like that as well. But you can also set up triggers that will automatically turn on a particular focus mode. And for example, uh, the first type of trigger is a time-based trigger. Now, the nice thing with iOS 15 is that you can have different schedules for every day and even multiple schedules within the same day. All right. Some days you want to be disturbed at a certain time. Some days you don't. So, for example, I have a, a, a on Sundays, you know, we go to church and then we usually go out to lunch afterwards and and so I don't really see any reason that I need to receive a bunch of notifications from about 10 a.m. until about 2 p.m. And nice to see Rita here also. Welcome, Rita. How you doing? So Rita's with us now also. And uh, we'll check with her in a few minutes and see if she has anything to, uh, to add regarding all of this stuff. But um, so I, I, I set that based upon the idea that I know that from 10 to 2.30 approximately, I'm going to be busy and not really want to be disturbed. So I have a trigger. I didn't create a separate church focus because I didn't really see the need to. I just have the do not disturb focus scheduled to come on every Sunday at 10 a.m. and go off every Sunday at 2.30 p.m. And during that time, all the other settings that I've set up for that focus mode will apply. You know, only the home app, and my security system app will notify me. And I do have it set that time-sensitive notifications can notify me. So if there's really something that iOS thinks is time-sensitive, 
it will pass that through. Again, that's an option. I don't have to do that, uh, but I chose to. And of course, if somebody's in emergency bypass, they will get through as well. Now, the other, uh, the next trigger is a location-based trigger. You know, maybe uh, when you get to a, a movie theater or a library or something, you always want the do not disturb focus or another focus to, to come on. Maybe when you get to the office, you, you want the work focus to turn on. So those are location-based triggers. And again, you can set up multiple ones. And then my personal favorite, the app trigger. So for example, when I open the books app, because I'm going to sit down and read, do not disturb automatically turns on. As soon as I leave the Apple books app, do not disturb automatically turns off. And the best part of it is this can sync. And for me, it does sync across all of my devices with iCloud as long as I'm signed in with the same Apple ID. So that way, I'm not going to be disturbed by another device because I forgot to silence it. So I open Apple Books or some of my TV apps or um, audio recording apps, right? Like you're making a recording in GarageBand or voice memos and you, you, know, you don't want that phone call coming in and interrupting the recording midstream. So you uh, can set it that that's a trigger. You know, I open GarageBand and do not disturb immediately turns on and whatever device it is I'm using. So if I'm using my iPad, open GarageBand, it turns on, do not disturb. And within just a few seconds, it has also turned do not disturb on on my iPhone. And one of the things that um, that's so cool then is, of course, as I said, the, the exceptions that you've created will still get through, okay? So your emergency bypass, your, you know, um, time sensitive, all those will still get through, uh, but everything else will not. And as soon as you leave that app, then the focus mode is turned back off automatically on all of your devices. And so this is really, really powerful. A couple of other little features that I wanna talk about, and then we'll go to Rita, and then we'll go to questions. Um, the the option to have your focus status displayed to people in messages and this is so nice because when i open messages and i choose to message a certain person i don't even have to wait until i send them a message to you know to get some kind of reply it instantly shows me that they're in a particular focus status even before i send the message now it doesn't give you personal you know, it, it's not going to say to me, well, you know, Rita's having dinner or whatever. It just says that Rita can't, you know, isn't receiving notifications right now. Now, I can still send the message and then she'll get it later whenever she, you know, chooses to look or however she has that set up. And I do believe there's even a, and I said this before, and I always forget to look it up. Um, maybe Rita knows the answer, but I, I, I know there's a way to kind of force yourself through. And I think it's if you send two consecutive text messages in a row, or maybe you have to use the word urgent or something, but there is a way to get through that gate if you really, really need to. Uh, but you can see those, um, those statuses right away. And I, then the oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I do, I do not know the answer for that. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I need I to actually. Right. About yeah, the I need to look two in a row. 
Is that what it is? The two in a row? I you think? think? So. Yeah, I think okay. that's the case because it okay. right after the other. I mean, they have to read yeah. like so. Yeah, yeah, like within three minutes or something. It has to be mm-hmm. quick. And and then the um the, the last little feature that I also want to tell you about is um when when screen sharing. So this has to do primarily with AirPlay. If you're not familiar with AirPlay, uh, there's an aspect of AirPlay called screen mirroring. If you have an Apple TV, uh, you can mirror both the video and the audio from your iPad or iPhone or your Mac to your television. And the, uh, you know, this is quite, you can think of many scenarios where this might be useful. Um, a lot of things can be done directly on the Apple TV, so you don't need to do it for, you know, watching a movie or looking at photos or something. But let's say you have a slideshow presentation you want to show people or a website or some kind of game that's not on the Apple TV that you want to play, you know, at, at family game night. And, and here it is on your iPhone, iPad, you can mirror it to the TV. Um, that's great. But, you know, the last thing you want is some kind of private notification appearing during a screen mirroring session for all to see. So there's an option under settings and notifications to disable notifications while a screen sharing session is in progress. Now, I've had a couple of interesting questions asked of me that I don't know the answer to. Um, One is if you're doing a screen share specifically with Apple, that's not AirPlay mirroring, but it is screen sharing, uh, will, will the notifications uh, automatically be um, silenced in that instance if you have that setting on. And I don't know the answer to that. Uh, I, I have to try to research that. Um, you know, previously the, the uh, accepted wisdom has always been when you're doing a screen share, put on do not disturb. But, uh, you know, it perhaps is included in that. The other one, I'm not sure whether it's included in. And honestly, I couldn't talk about it if I did know. Uh, is the upcoming share play feature, which is going to allow us to share what we're watching, what we're listening to, and share our screen while in a FaceTime call. So I, you know, I would think that the uh, that setting applies to share play, um, but again, I don't know, and I couldn't tell you if I did because it's still in beta. So those are all things that we'll you know find out as time progresses, I guess. But that is kind of the overview. Again, with these focus modes, you can create a number of them, however many you want, and you can customize them in all of the ways that we've discussed here in the last little bit. And so, uh, you know, again, the, the greatest thing is if you've got the triggers set up, because then you don't even have to remember. I just know every Sunday morning, you know, that do not disturb is going to automatically turn on for me. I used to have to remember to do that when I got to church, not that big of a deal, but you know, now I know it's already done. And the one that I have often forgotten is the, you know, when I'm making an audio recording or, you know, I'm in a a zoom call or, you know, again, watching a movie or, you know, reading a book or something. And now all of that's taken care of because when I open those respective apps, they're automatically going to trigger the, the focus that I've set up. And, you know, there's a perfect example of where you might want different focuses. A lot of people may think, and, and really to a large extent, I do think that if you customize do not disturb enough, it, it probably will work for most of your scenarios. And that is true. 
but there is a, you know, a very reasonable um, thought process here to using other ones. Like when I, um, you know, when I'm teaching and we have some of these classes, just like our upcoming free uh, voiceover class that starts on Monday, you know, I'm going to want to get notifications from Rita and from Cliff and from the rest of the team, okay? I'm going to want to be able to receive messages from them while we're teaching because that's how we communicate with each other during the teaching process in case, you know, we need to make each other aware of something. So I need to be able to receive those. And I might even want to receive other messages. I mean, that I, I've gone back and forth about that, but, you know, sometimes it's distracting, but sometimes it's important if another work colleague or, you know, a client texts me or something. And, you know, so maybe I do, but on the other hand, I don't want to be receiving, you know, Facebook notifications and YouTube notifications. And, you know, even the news notifications can wait for two hours. Although I think I have time sensitive on for that, but you know what I mean? Even those can wait while I'm teaching. So, you know, that's why a work focus makes sense. So then I would say, okay, as soon as I open the WebEx app, because that's what we used for our classes. Yeah, as soon as I open that app, I want the work focus to automatically turn on, you see. So lots of very, very good reasons to create multiple focuses. And I think we've covered a good portion of the features. Um, Rita, I know you weren't here for the entire time, but is there anything you'd like to add before we go back to the uh, question time again? I'm seeing a lot of activity uh, on the listservs, the various listservs. Uh, and I think what people need to remember is that the, the big picture, the, the reason Apple came up with this focus uh, option is so because people are so distracted now. Um, every time you pick up your phone, every time there's a ding, every time there's something going on in your phone, <clears throat> there's a little brain activity that happens. It's like a dopamine hit that you're like, Ooh, am I missing something? Okay. So you're picking up your phone and it's just a notice that's useless, you know, that totally distracted you. And <clears throat> when we're trying to engage in something very important, like say you're trying to write, um, I don't know, you're, you're trying to write an important document. Okay. And if you're really into it, you've got your thoughts going and, and then all at once you get these pings and your, your focus gets <laughs> distracted. And um, it's been shown time and time again that people cannot multitask, even though they think they can, okay? That your brain is telling you, yes, I can do these five things at once. Well, you, you really don't do them well, okay? And so Apple is making this attempt <clears throat> to get people to literally focus on something so that you're not so distracted um, that, you know, they originally, they put on, you know, your phone wouldn't work while you're driving, you know what I mean? You could enable that, you know? So, um, <clears throat> so there's all these different options and you really need to go in here and play with it yourself, sit down, take some time, open that focus section in settings and, you know, anytime there's an update to your software, you really should <clears throat> just sit down and go through those settings because you'll find things you're like, what's this? 
you know, and you can open it and then you can also Google it or you could ask on the listserv, hey, what's this new thing I found, you know, or whatever. And it really does help you to become informed because there's a lot of things in there that people just don't know about. And uh, so really sit down and go through this. And if you want to uh, have these specific isolated trigger things that happen like when you know if your life is you know like matt's example every sunday he's in church okay so he doesn't want his phone pinging and ringing and doing all kinds of things while he's in church so he's got this automatically set up to where he doesn't even have to think about it anymore i mean how many times have you been in a meeting and your phone starts ringing (laughs) you know what i mean and so some of these triggers are really helpful but you've got to get in there and dig and play with them and set them up try them out you could also you could also just cancel them you could stop them at any time but you've got to get in there and play okay so that's my (laughs) two cents all right awesome awesome and i agree with all of that absolutely (laughs) all right i would love to uh what questions we have now uh and we'll uh, go ahead and take those. Okay. Um, can I ask one first? Sure. Okay. So I, I may have missed it. And I think Rita may have answered it. To set up a focus mode, you go into your settings and it's under there? Yes. It's under settings and then focus. Yep. Okay. And that's how you can create a focus. Right. Yes, and there must, be, there must be a million... Okay. I'm exaggerating. Okay. All right. Um, hundreds of combinations within each app. Okay. There's like, there's, how do I say? Um, <laughs> you, um, you get in there and play. You got to dig. Okay. Yeah. Like I said, okay. But you go to settings and focus and then you, the game is afoot from there. <laughs> okay. DJ has... Hand up again, and you should be able to unmute, DJ. I'm gonna I'm gonna phrase this, and if and if you need more explanation, just let me know. What about an app that it like Dexcom, and so far with what privacy settings and such I've put up, I've always allowed Dexcom to come through. I did them individually, versus I don't know. Can I put an app on my emergency thingy? Do you know what I've, of which I speak? Uh, Are you talking so, about the emergency screen? Like when, when you first tap your phone to wake it up and it says emergency contact at the bottom, you know, where there's y- an ID? Yeah, yeah that stuff. Uh, Dex, yeah, and Dexcom is a continuous glucose monitoring. Correct. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, and... <clears throat> And I don't know if I can put it in there or I just individually um, make sure that it's available in all my different setting categories as well as not in screen time. Right. Right. So the the thing would be that if the the, the emergency thing that that Rita is referring to is the the uh, emergency SOS and the medical ID. Uh, But you can you can make sure that an app is always able to uh, to get in touch with you. 
And it may be there, there were, even before iOS 15, there was a feature that very few people knew about because it wasn't talked about very much. Uh, and it was called critical alert entitlements. And various app developers could contact Apple and request an entitlement saying the alerts from our app are critical, you know, possibly even to the point of life sustaining. Yes. And so yes. we want we want our notifications to get through even when the user has do not disturb turned on. So exactly. I don't know. And I don't know anything about Dexcom. I don't know whether they have critical alerts. I don't know whether they've enabled time sensitive alerts. But the way to find that out is to go under settings, notifications yes. and Dexcom. OK, because every app that is installed on your phone, even the built in Apple ones are going to be listed there. And if you go under settings, notification, uh -huh. and Dexcom, you will see all of the options. If critical alerts are available, you can make sure they're turned on. If, if time-sensitive notifications are indeed available, as they should be for an app like that, you're going to make sure it's turned on. Then in addition to all of that, I would still, I would still put, because something like that, if you're at the point where you need continuous monitoring, obviously there's a reason for that. So I would still put that Dexcom app in every one of your focus modes. I'd put it in the sleep focus. I'd put it in the um, do not disturb. Anyone that you're going to use as an app exception, meaning that yes. when that focus is turned on, no matter what, any notification from that app is still going to get through. Well, so far, that's that's exactly what I did. And, and I know that I'm sure that for them to get recognized by the uh, by getting the medical exceptions that they have an approval by um, whoever I can't think who it is the initials uh, <laughs> for yeah. that approval they had to do that and um, right like you cannot turn off some critical alarms it's impossible to do yeah um, and so I will look there just because I'm curious now. Thank you for that, because I think some people um, might not have understood that. For right. Them. Right. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Chanel, you should be able to unmute. Okay. Hello. I actually used Dexcom, and I was looking at mine as well. Um, first, my questions, then I'll give you my observations. But I... So... I was wondering you, I use the emergency bypass all the time. And I'd also added people to my do not disturb exceptions, but it sounds like what you're saying, you don't need to do that. If they're, as long as they're in the emergency bypass, then it's good, right? Yeah. Emergency bypass is always going to trump anything else. That That's the okay. most aggressive. Uh, as long as you make sure that if, you know, if you want to be able to get both text and calls from them that you do it for both the ringtone and the text tone because I had just inadvertently made that mistake with my wife before I put her in the yeah, <laughs> um you know the ringtone for emergency yeah. bypass and then she said to me one day I tried to text you and you didn't see it and I said, well why wouldn't you see it you were in emergency bypass and then I realized I had never added you know the text tones for her to that so yeah, did the that same thing with my husband yeah <laughs> <laughs> so that would be the most aggressive now but you know the other way might be there may be people that you want you know in in a uh an exception that you don't necessarily want in emergency maybe emergency bypass is too aggressive for certain contacts but okay. you know so yeah 
Yeah. And then what about, can you have a calendar event as a trigger or you just have to put in the times manually like you were talking Um, about? So there is a thing, and I will be honest, I haven't played with it yet. Uh, There is a thing in the list of triggers called smart. I think it's called smart activation or smart trigger, something like that, which is supposed to learn behaviors Mm. and, and observe what you do. And I would assume that it, that would be the exact way to do that, because I know that, you know, as you as obviously I'm sure, you know, in previous versions of iOS, there was always a, a correlation. If you had something on your calendar, you could long yeah. press on do not disturb and say, you know, till the end of this event. I actually so, just learned that this summer. It was the neatest thing I, yeah, right before the is. ACB convention. And then I, yeah. you know, when I had to host, it was the coolest thing. It really <laughs> is. So I suspect those smart activations would indeed look at events on your calendar and, and determine that, yes, we need to have do not disturb on, you know, don't hold me to that. As I said, I haven't tried it, but that would certainly seem like, um, you know, a reasonable assumption. And in terms of my Dexcom, I did not see any time sensitive in the main settings notifications, um, but those have always come through. I might still just be more cognizant now and add it to my exceptions list, but they have come through my Dexcom. So just for FYI, for anyone else who's wondering, yeah, I, I would they suspect- say don't put it in the summary. That's what they say. Don't, don't allow put yeah, that in the you, summary. You don't want to put it in the summary because things that are in the summary will not come through uh, the, you know, at when they're actually supposed to, unless the, uh, again, unless they have do, you know, uh, time sensitive or critical alerts set up. So if they're telling you not to do that, then maybe, maybe not. So maybe it would be a good idea to also make sure they're in your app exceptions just to be safe. You know, I will do that. Okay. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Thank you so much. I just have a question. All the functions and features that y'all are referring to, you have to have the iOS 15? Yes. Okay, because I just got a new iPad in um, eighth generation. So I was go- following you along as you were speaking, and I didn't see any of those functions except in the contacts. Okay, and, so yeah, and, it'll be just, a, you know, just doing the update to iOS. Right, I, I, I want to do the update as he was speaking, but as while we're on the Zoom, it won't update until after I get off because I'm going to see oh, then. Right, right. Thank okay. you so much. Thank you. Okay, Karen, you should be on mute. I'm, I'm so glad to be here. Thank you so much, you guys, for doing this call every week. I'm, I come just about every week. Um, awesome. So I'm not, I'm not, I'm not exactly sure um, how to um, how to phrase my question. Uh, can you can you explain a little bit more how to set up triggers and also regarding messages? How do you how do you like do you have to select people from your contacts um if you want only specific people to be notified uh, at certain times um how does that work it, it just to make sure i understand the last question you mean you want to get messages only from certain people correct um okay okay all right so the the two answers um under settings and focus Mm-hmm. It will have a list of the of the focus modes that you already have, and it will have an add button. You can create new focus modes, or you can modify the existing ones. And mm-hmm. when you choose to modify an existing focus or create a new one, one of the options in there is to select uh, when the focus 
is turned on? Is it scheduled for times and you can have more than one schedule? Uh, is it location based? Is it app based? You know, all of those triggers that we mm -hmm. talked about are under there. So it's just a matter of following the prompts and, and swiping through the available options. And that's one of the last things in the in the setup for the particular focus. But it is pretty, pretty clearly uh, stated in there um, mm -hmm. to get messages from specific people. There are going to be two two ways to do that, to get messages only from specific people. The one way would be to simply put those people as exceptions in a particular focus so that mm -hmm. you know when do not disturb is turned on. Uh, I'm not going to get notifications from anyone except from the people that I put in there. Okay, so when okay. you set up a focus or, or edit a focus, you know, again, that's one of the options, the, the people who can allow people. And so you can do it that way. Um, but if you want something more robust than that, you can go into your contacts, mm -hmm. which, you know, can either be found in the phone app or the contacts app. You can select a contact by double tapping on it. Uh -huh. And then you can you can hit the edit button and go into the ringtone and the text tone. And each of those has this feature called emergency bypass. And you can turn that on for the ringtone and the text tone. When that is on, that's going to be much more robust. It doesn't matter what focus mode is on. It doesn't matter, even if you have your, your mute switch you know, set to silent, those will always ring. Those will always come through no matter what when they're in emergency bypass. So you have to decide how, you know, how you want to do that with each contact. Okay. And the people that, if, that I select for emergency bypass, uh, they're the, the individuals that would be contacted if there was like an emergency. Well, now that's entirely separate. That's okay. two different features. So emergency bypass means they can get through to you no matter what. Uh-huh. If you want them to be contacted during an emergency, that's emergency SOS. And that okay. is, that's also under settings, but I think actually you manage the emergency contacts under the health app, right, Rita? Yeah, I I'm believe so that. sorry. I stepped away for a second. Once oh, oh, okay. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um, your, your, your emergency contacts, not emergency bypass, but like, you know, the uh -huh. contacts that are notified if you trigger SOS. Right. Mm -hmm. Those are set up in the health app, right? Mm, no, I think it's under contacts. You can, uh, when you go to the contact, you can uh, right under, it, it says, um, create, share, or, oh my gosh. Um, you like the person, like say my husband. Okay, so I open the contact for him. And under there, it can say, it says to create emergency. I think it's under the contact itself, but mm -hmm. it might be in that. You know, I don't know. I'm sorry. Well, I'm maybe, it's, maybe it's both. I it's been a while since I set mine yeah. up. That's just I just you know. It, it, once just, you do I'll it, just, you know I'll you forget around. I'll just uh, just uh, go check it out and yeah, like around. create a like so. if you have a contact for a loved one or whatever, mm -hmm. you know, in the actual contacts app, go to that and see if the very bottom it says, uh, you know, add to emergency contact. Uh -huh. Okay. Yeah, I think I do remember seeing that setting, Rita. Now that you say um, that, I, I think that's, and 
the ID, when you set up that ID that, um, I haven't really done it a lot, but it's meant for, you know, like when somebody finds your phone, you're in an accident and they can't mm-hmm. open it, but there's right. this button you, they can press that shows them all this contact information, you know, for the mm-hmm. ID so that, you know, they know who to call or they know if you're allergic to something, um, you know, something severe kind of thing. It shows right up on that screen and you can totally edit that, you know, to have what they'll see, you okay. know, um, but you got to, you got to get in there and play with it. <clears throat> all right. Thank you guys so much. It's helpful. Okay. All right. Thank you. Hello. Uh, my question has to do with um, using an app as a trigger. Um, when, like, like, say I go into the voice memos app, I'm in recording. When I'm finished and I don't need to have Do Not Disturb it turned on, do I need to close the app or can I just go back to my home screen or to another app and it'll automatically turn off Do Not Disturb? Yeah, as soon as you, uh, as a matter of fact, as soon as the app is not in the foreground anymore, then the the focus mode that you have associated with that app trigger will will automatically. So you don't have to actually close the app. You can just go back to your home screen. And that's even worth noting uh, in another regard too. And I don't know if Apple will be able to address this in you know future iOS releases or if this is just the way it's going to be, but you just need to be aware of it. If your phone goes to sleep, so, you know, you're making a recording, your invoice memos and um, the, you know, everything's going well, do not disturb is on. If your phone goes to sleep because the um, voice memos app is no longer in the foreground, do not disturb will turn back off and it will only turn on again when voice memos returns to the foreground when you wake up your phone. And so oh, okay. with that said, you know, with recording apps, it, it may be a good idea to, you know, quickly go into the settings and display and brightness and, and temporarily turn your auto lock to either never or a very long, right. uh, you know, period right. of time or something, uh, you yeah. know, for multiple reasons. But uh, yeah, that's just uh, yeah. keep that in mind, too. All right. Well, thank you. Sure. Thank you. Okay. Diane, you should be on mute. I I just uh, went into emergency, uh, or I just opened a contact, and at the bottom of a contact, there's uh, create, you know, um, add to emergency contact at the very bottom of a contact card for anyone. Yep, that's I I after you said that I uh, I remembered that, and and I think it's possible that. You could do it in both places because yep, I think when yep. you do the the medical ID and health, I think it shows up there as well. But yeah, definitely yeah, in the bottom I, of the contact. I'd forgotten about that. Yeah, I think you're right. Go ahead, Diane. Oh hi. Yeah, this is Diane Harms. I talked to you the other day um, on your other call and uh, learning a lot here. That's I really like about the emergency for your contacts, so they can get through at any time. That's great. I'm going to set that up. Um, anxious awesome. to get my new yeah. phone. Anxious to get my new phone, but I haven't gotten it yet. It, as it turns out, I won't get a very good deal from Apple. So I'll go into the um, AT and T store and see what they say and get one there. I guess so. <laughs> Definitely. Oh, okay. But um, yeah, was only going to get thirty dollars back from Apple. So 
Oh gosh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I also, I wanted to, I, I sent you guys a couple of emails. I don't know if you got them yet. Do you happen to know? Do you send them to, did you send it to support at ttjtech.net? Yes, I did. Okay. Um, uh, I sent one for the four voice, four voice. <laughs> I, I, I used to be a court reporter, so that's why I said four voice, because we used, when, when I was in school, we had uh, four voice practice where uh, they would read to us one was a court, you know, and the two attorneys and the witness. <laughs> but the, um, you know, the voiceover class, I, I had signed up for that a week ago Tuesday, and then Cliff didn't, I guess, get my email or something happened. Oh, I didn't hear back from Cliff, so he said, well, send another one. So I sent another one on Tuesday, and then I also sent one on Wednesday and asked a couple questions. So, um, uh, yeah, be a little patient because we're getting a flood because of the course starting on Monday. Oh, right. so over yeah. The week, it, over the weekend, you'll be receiving, you want to look for an email. It'll say support at ttjtech.net, and then it'll be talking about what the students need to do. Like I, I'm writing it right now that the instructions for the students, if you don't get that email, that's when you should be concerned about the, the class itself for Monday. What she you can do is she can send an email to community at acb.org and they can forward it to you. Or I can call you and leave it on your phone number. You have a phone number yeah. to call. I know. Yeah, that would be the best way to do it. And that's that's on the website. Um, because right. what I was yeah. going to do is I was just going to when I you know, I'm, I'm going through and compiling everything. Um, I can make sure that your email address is on the list of, of registered uh, students now, you know. Okay. okay. Yeah, because I sent, like I say, the two emails for that. And then I sent another email with some questions that aren't related to this topic today. So, you, you know, you can go ahead and answer those when you get a chance. Um, so, um, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to get all fixed up with Apple. I'm going to get, I plan to get, um, of course, the phone. And then I want to get a an iPad and the watch. So <laughs> you know, oh, awesome. a lot. That's awesome. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, let's talk to somebody else now. Thank you very much. Thank you. Viola, you should be able to unmute. Did I miss the presentation you did? What time did the call start? Because that happened last week, too. It seems that I missed the beginning part, I think, because I would like to know more about this focus. And I guess my question is, are you going to cover this um, in the class? Um, so we start at 2 Eastern. Um, and so I don't know on what the, time you on were this able to call. get. On this yes. call, you started. Okay, so it starts at 11. All right. Um, okay. I, um, that new. Okay. And, and then the, um, the focus, it's hard to say whether we will be able to get too in-depth in the, in the voiceover course uh, because there's always that, um, there's always the struggle to find the balance between, in a voiceover course, teaching gestures and teaching how to use voiceover versus teaching specific features. Right. Um, where where you definitely can get that is we have this um, this tutorial series on iOS 15 um, that you can actually purchase and you get a year of access to it right through to September of next year when it's you know assumed that you won't need it anymore because they'll release 
16 or whatever, we have um, the, you know, the, the whole year's worth of materials and they will continue to get updated as new features are released in iOS 15. Um, and that's a basically a $60 purchase. Um, if that's something that you want to do, you know, we, in fact, the, the, the focus presentation is already in that uh, set of tutorials. Now there's, there's like seven in there so far with more on the way, but that, that one's already done. Um, so that would definitely be a place to learn about it for sure. I just, I'm not sure with the voiceover class, how much we're going to be able to get into that yet. Thank you. I will, I will. Thank you. Okay. So we have Barbie. I did ask the question I have is in my messages, when I was starting to set up the 15, it has, it says that my message is being, it can be shared, is being shared with Safari and music and other apps is one of the things and it and has continued. Well, the first one was continue and now I get to that and I didn't know it was sharing my messages. What does that mean? So what actually is happening is if somebody sends you a song or a news article or a website or a TV show or something, you'll be able to find those things in the apps themselves. So like if somebody sends you a message and says, you know, check out this song, rather than having to look back through your messages to figure out when and where they sent that, you could just open the music app and go to the shared with you section and it will show you everything that people have shared with you through messages and it'll let you know who shared it and you can easily access it that way. Oh, so it has nothing to do with sharing the messages itself, except for under those categories. That's right. That's right. Oh, um, maybe you would know. Like when I get my new one, because I have so much stuff right now on the Apple ID. Can't you change your Apple ID on your new on the new stuff? Uh, you oh, can. You, you mean like to create a new Apple ID or something? Yeah. You can. Um, I don't recommend it because your entire history of, you know, all of your, your contacts, your calendar events, your bookmarks, anything you've ever purchased from Apple is all going to be connected. ID that you have and by creating a new Apple ID. Um, so, you know, what probably makes more sense is trying to get things the way that you want them and just clean things up. And that's certainly something that, um, you could come to one of our free help sessions on Tuesdays and ask about that. And we could try to help you, or if it needs to be more involved than that, we, you know, we offer paid, uh, services as well, you know, hourly, uh, services, and we could help you get that done. But it, yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't recommend creating a new Apple ID unless I did that one time for a customer because he couldn't remember his password. He lost his passcode. I mean, his device was basically a paperweight. He was getting a new iPad anyway. And with the old one, he had never really done anything. So he had never bought anything from Apple. He had never, you know, so I said, you have nothing to lose 
in this case, yeah. let's just, you know, count our count our losses and, and create a new one. It's not going to be a problem. But for anybody who's using their Apple ID and using their device, that is not, that would not be what I'd recommend. I'd, I'd recommend we try to figure out what because you want I'm, to. Because I'm doing like that guy that just spoke. I'm getting the new phone, the iPad, and the watch. But the my company that my phone is under, they don't have the phone that I want anymore, and they don't think they're going to get it. So I had to get it from Apple. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for that. I was like, do I, do I all right. Thank you. All right. Take care. Okay. That is all the hands. Yep. That's going to do it. We want to invite you to visit our website at www.ttjtech.net. Be sure to, uh, if you're still interested in our free voiceover class that starts this Monday at two, send an email to us at support at ttjtech.net. We, uh, we hope you have a great weekend. God bless you. And thanks for joining us. And we'll look forward to seeing you back here next week.